Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, October 13th. S&P futures are trading essentially unchanged. They're down just about four points. That's about 10 basis points. They are at 35.30. They did get overnight to about 35.10. They've since rebounded. NASDAQ futures are extending their gain. So NASDAQ futures are up about 80 points. That's about 70 basis points. So no pullback at all from yesterday's enormous tech rally. Asia generally finished somewhat mixed, uh, nothing really all that exciting in Asia. Hong Kong was closed for a storm. And Asia, I'm sorry, Europe this morning is trading off about 20 basis points. And keep in mind, Europe is a very cyclical value-based market. They do not have the types of uh, momentum names that the US has in terms of tech exposure. So um, you know, when you do see these shifts towards momentum and growth, Europe will tend to lag behind the US. And that's kind of what you saw yesterday and again, or seeing again this morning. So you know, the big theme in the last 24 hours, obviously, was this enormous tech rally in the U.S., somewhat inexplicable. There really was not a lot of fundamental tech news. Uh, you know, the iPhone event that's today, the Amazon Prime um, Amazon Prime Day, again, these are on the calendar for months. Hard to really cite those. You did see some of the very aggressive options trading activity that people pointed to back in the summer that created enormous upside pressure on tech stocks that did that was evident to an extent in markets yesterday that was talked about overnight on in some of the articles but i also think too you're seeing just a reversal um you know back to that summer mentality where you're seeing covid news in the last couple of weeks has certainly taken a turn for the worse um so you have had a spike in cases the johnson johnson news overnight that they're putting their vaccine trial on hold Again, that's not very unusual for trials that occurs relatively uh, you know, frequently. Um, we'll have to see kind of how this develops go, uh, going forward, but you know, certainly not a positive development. The AstraZeneca trial, which had been placed on hold, remains paused in the US. It has resumed in other countries. Um, but again, those are two of the main vaccine candidates. Pfizer and Moderna are still um, you know, proceeding along for, as, as far as everyone can tell. Um, you know, Pfizer, as of just in the last couple of weeks, remains relatively adamant that they should have preliminary information out by the end of this month in terms of safety and efficacy. Remember, the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine structures are different from uh, the AstraZeneca-Johnson and Johnson ones. The Pfizer-Moderna are using a more uh, a modern structure for the vaccine. So, um, again, I think the the Johnson Johnson news certainly um, sounded negative when it hit, but again. Not all that unusual to see those trials um, experience some disruption along the way. But again, I think the combination of what, you've, what you're seeing on COVID news and then also just on stimulus where near-term fiscal stimulus chances, again, are, are relatively low just before the election, um, you know, assuming you get this blue wave, which I think is still the consensus, especially um, you know, the presidential side, the polls are very overwhelming in Biden's favor. The Senate is definitely going to be closer but if you do see that occur, you could see fiscal stimulus numbers in 2021, depending on how one wants to do the math, of you know five trillion plus dollars. When you add up Pelosi's original COVID release relief ask with um, Biden's various different initiatives, but that's going to be a couple of months down the road at least. So I think the fact that you're not going to get a blowout near-term fiscal stimulus bill coupled with some of these negative uh, COVID developments is causing a shift away from cyclical value, which had done relatively well throughout September and early October, back into tech. Um, again, it's somewhat of a, um, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the most thought out thesis, but that seems to be what's at play at the moment. Um, and just, you know, just taking a step back and looking at the market, the debate, there really aren't many people who are debating the overall S&P as far as being bullish or bearish. Most people assume that the S&P is going to hold in fine. And the big debate is now cyclical growth. 
Um, you know, people who may be bearish on the market are are more inclined to advocate for cyclical outperformance. But there are very few people. I think most people have kind of given up trying to, um, you know, call the S or or predict the S and P to move precipitously lower in the near term. It's more just momentum value, momentum value. Um, and that's again, that's kind of the debate that was in place yesterday, and then again this morning. Um, so those the Johnson Johnson news obviously was a big piece of information for this morning. Uh, the political backdrop is very much the same. So Trump kicked off, uh, resumed campaigning last night with a rally in Florida. We'll have to see if this is going to shift the poll numbers at all. Again, Biden has a very overwhelming poll lead at the moment. If the race were held today, he would win easily. The early polling numbers remain extremely strong, about 10 times the rate of 2016 as far as early voting numbers. Um, it, it There isn't precise data as far as how that is skewing to one party or the other, although Bloomberg has an article this morning just talking about how in Florida, the early numbers, especially among seniors, um, are shifting in Biden's favor pretty dramatically from 2016. Um, and again, I think if you do see Florida get called in Biden's favor on election night, then I think that kind of reduces the risk of this protracted, contested outcome. Um, again, Trump is it's nearly impossible for Trump to win if he does not secure Florida. Um, on the economic front, you had Chinese trade numbers this morning, which were decent. UK jobs numbers, which were poor. And then the German EW index for October, which was mixed. On the company specific front, the Disney streaming announcement was probably the biggest piece of US news that was out last night. I sent around um, broader thoughts on that and it's up on the website. There's a link to it in the piece this morning. Nothing's too dramatic out of Europe. Um, this morning, obviously, uh, will be the official start of the Q3 earnings season. So yeah, BlackRock, Citigroup, Delta, Johnson Johnson, and JP Morgan all out before the open. There is nothing scheduled after the close as far as earnings, although there may, may be um, a, a couple of pre-announcements. The Apple iPhone event is at one o'clock. Um, you know, these, these Apple product events have become very predictable just in that the supply chain is so large that it's hard for Apple to keep secrets from the press. So a lot of the details that are, that are going to be coming out have already, um, you know, appeared online. They've been online for several days. So there really should not be any shocks. Um, obviously there is a ton of optimism around this particular iPhone cycle being, um, you know, one of the largest in, in history or certainly one of the largest in several years. Um, and that's, you know, certainly played a role behind the the move in Apple shares, including yesterday. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Like I said, relatively quiet evening, other than you are seeing this huge macro shift, um, again, back to growth momentum from cyclical value, similar to what you saw in the spring and summer. We'll have to see again if this is just a little blip or if it is the, you know, the resumption of that summer, that summer pattern. Uh, and that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.